This is the Star Wars Rant Podcast. Two longtime friends, Brian and Jacob, talk all things Star Wars. They may not be Star Wars experts, but they won't let that stop them. Welcome, Welcome to, to Star Wars, Wars Rant. It's so lame. Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jacob Furlow. I'm your host, Brian Seddon. <laughs> All right. Here we are. Here we are. We did it again. Multiple weeks in a row. We are on a... Uh... So our schedule's a little bit off because, yeah. again, if you listened to last week, you found out that Jacob went to jail. And um, ever <laughs> no, no. since then, the schedule yeah. has not been... Jacob and his wife, apparently, went to jail, uh, yeah. Correct. So, uh, on this week's episode, we're going to review The Siege... Is that the name of it? I hope so. Uh, the Siege, great episode, but we're, we're going to talk about it. Um, but we're going to hit some news. Um, there's a lot to digest of this Mandalorian episode as well. But, oh, there is. But I, I got some news I want to hit, Jacob, and I'm just we're just going to go for it. Right, Let first it one. Now this is not necessarily Star Wars related, Wait, but right. it is uh, Disney related, and oh. and I immediately thought of you when I read this because I feel like it's going to be so insulting. No, I'm just going to so I rude. I feel like this is something that's going to benefit you okay. at some point. Yeah. Ragnick loses a tooth and eats a squirrel. <laughs> Have you ever been to uh, Disney theme parks? Never. I almost <laughs> Have guessed you? that. Yes. Well, you've lived in Several Florida. Times. Yeah. So um, I've been to Silver Dollar City in Branson, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This news was actually it's is a medical study that came out in 2016. Oh dear. But somebody on TikTok, some doctor or something, you know, I guess made it go viral. Twitter. He's talking about it. No. Oh, the TikTok. stupid TikTok. Yeah, the thing on oh, the gotcha, gotcha. All right. So, um, here we go. Study claims beloved Disney ride can cure painful medical condition. Right? Here we go. Sign me up. If you just found out you had kidney stones, the last place you'd probably want to head to would be Disney World. Uh, but according to a 2016 study, the most magical place on earth might just house a bizarre solution to nature's most painful little conditions mm. you ever had a kidney stone i have not but i guarantee you guarantee you by the time i cease to live on this earth i will have kidney stones because i i'm just one of those guys bad things run into my life and kidney stones are apparently one of the most painful things a person can have and i will have multiple kidney stones by the time i die guarantee. we can only hope so a tiktok user by the name of Hello, My Name's John, that highlights a unique medical study, has gone viral with over 874,000 views. A urologist and professor at Michigan State University looked at the correlation between riding Disney's Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and passing kidney stones faster. If, since you've never been there, do you know what Thunder Mountain is? It's is it the, like the uh, log ride type no, thing? No, that would be the log ride. Oh, okay. It's uh, or, or Splash Mountain, if you're thinking of that. Oh. Um, no, Thunder Mountain is, it's a, like a train ride through a mountain. It's, it's very, uh, you ever been on a wooden roller coaster? Yeah. All right, that's what I would yeah. compare it to as far as the vibration. Oh yeah. Very shaky. Yeah. Gotcha. Right? Okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, found that some of his patients had passed kidney stones after riding big Thunder Mountain Railroad, including one who passed three stones on three separate occasions. Here we go. The doctor was able to test his patient's testimonies using a 3d model of a kidney containing 
three kidney stones suspended in fake urine. The model was placed on the ride inside a padded backpack and given 20 spins, so 20 rides, on Big Thunder. Oh, man, you had to ride that sucker 20 times <laughs> to get the results? Presumably using a fast pass to avoid the long wait. Uh, but they placed it in different areas of the roller coaster. Okay. So here's what it found. Okay. I'm trying to, we're trying to help people here with the kidney stones, right? So here we go. Study found when seated in the back of the coaster. Let me ask you this. Where do you think most of the stones were passed? Sitting in the back of the coaster or sitting in the for front some reason, of the I, coaster? For some reason, I feel like the way you're phrasing that is leading me the wrong way. For some reason, I feel the middle would get the most. They didn't do blah, 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 blah. Okay. It was either front or back. I feel like the back would be get more vibration if that's where you're going for. If that's if that's what's helping these poor gentlemen and or poor gentle ladies pass the kidney stones. The fake kidney stone, uh, when seated in the back of the coaster, passed 64% of the stones. Mm. In the front seat of the coaster, the rate was much lower at 16%. Oh, wow. It was believed the bumpier ride in the back of the car caused the disparity. I should be a doctor. <laughs> I should be a doctor. Just so you could go ride that. Just go shake somebody. <laughs> they have any kidney stones, just shake them a whole lot. So there you go. We're just trying, look, I'm just trying to help people, you know. You didn't are, help anyone because no one's going to go to Disney World because of COVID. <laughs> no, <laughs> so. it's still open. That's Florida, baby. Oh. They just let that thing ride. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. All right. Cool beans, guy. Okay. Uh, Way to be. Daisy Ridley finds silver lining in Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Daisy Ridley, uh, she played Rey in three Star Wars movies. She's going to be in a new movie. Have you seen the previews with uh, uh, Tom yeah, Holland? With that, that movie has actually been out. That, uh, that movie has actually out? been, no, no. It's been um, uh, made, uh, filmed, produced, all that stuff, yeah, but like sitting on the not released cutting room of COVID floor. Right? For, no, way before. I oh. believe this... I believe, if memory serves, I saw like uh, tidbits of this movie before Rise of Skywalker was even released. So it's been like on the cutting room floor dealing with those issues that movies deal with for a while now. So. It's called uh, Chaos Walking. I know. Is the name of the, yeah, is Tom the name. Holland from Spider-Man. And it looks, uh, it looks interesting, but it anyway. Um, she was doing an interview about the, uh, about the movie, and they asked her... Um, about uh, Rise of Skywalker. says, uh, in the middle of the interview, Daisy Ridley finally got around to the topic of Rey. Ridley was actually quite hopeful about Rey, even in spite of not willing to play her again. So she's not open to playing her again. Her opinion even ties into the reason why she won't play Rey again. So here's what she said. I think for me, the beauty of Episode Nine is it ends with such hope and such potential. I just feel like that was Rey's perfect ending. The big battle was in uh, episodes 7, 8, and 9, and I think she's probably running around the forest somewhere having a great time. Running around the where? Forest. What forest? Where, Endor, wherever she wants to run. Whatever forest. Well, that's not where we saw her last. It wasn't. It wasn't. But she was maybe she be... assumes she goes back there. But there you go. Daisy Ridley, happy with uh, how her character So she's not story on the Ranch. No, I didn't. Did you think she was going to stay there? I guess there? I kind of. I kind of. Yeah. Why? It's I don't a, know. To get away from everything. Well, I mean, Owen wanted to be there. 
and wanted no one the to leave. Only one, <laughs> the only one that wanted to be there. Plus, Luke and Leia were like, hmm, good choice, Ray. <laughs> no. Where Leia never was. Leia never went there. Well, Not one at time. least At least in film. Yeah. I'm sure if yeah. you read a book or a comic, she's visited. Maybe. There. I don't even know about that. Possibly. I'm sure she did. She visited maybe Naboo. Some, like, you know, dark, she went to Naboo. Maybe some dark horse comic type stuff. Know. Who knows? You maybe know, even some, new ones. Some, uh, yeah, maybe. Possibly. All right. Okay. Obi-Wan. Cool. You like Obi-Wan. I love Obi-Wan. Old Ben. Star Wars rumors. Obi-Wan Kenobi series casting four new characters. So we already know Ewan McGregor is going to be in yep. there. Um, we but, know directed by Deborah Chow. Who's our three other actors? Well, or this is the characters. Oh, okay. We don't know the they're, actors. They're currently casting. Okay. So here we go. One is named, there. it's three females and one male. One is named uh, Riley. Riley. I said oh, like, oh, no, oh, not O'Reilly. Oh. Just Riley. A.K.A. Eve. So I don't know. I guess Riley. She, Riley, but she goes by Eve. Um, she's a female whose character details are being kept under wraps, but she is listed as a 20 to 25 year old female and she's the co-lead. Whoa. Then there's also Tia, who's a female in her thirties and it's a supporting character. Then there's Bella, who's a female in her forties, who's a supporting character. And then there's a man. Wait, 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 let me guess. Let me guess. The bumbling idiot. Of the show. His name is Harold. He's going to be in his late 20s to 30s as a supporting character. Young rookie who doesn't know anything must be taught everything by the three female characters. It says a quirky comedic male. There it is. There it is. (laughs) Bumbling moron. Um, The Steve Urkel of Star Wars Obi-Wan. But hey, I'm not going to... Obi-Wan is the main character and that's what we're watching it for. And Obi-Wan is the baddest... Tiny Jedi of all time. So apparently three actresses have gotten the, the callback for that co-lead role. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I don't know any of them. Naomi Scott, Thuso Beto, and Nula Navaklar. You should let me continue to go on our, our trend we've been on of me reading the char- the actors and I mean, actresses' these are pretty names. Rough. I guess Naomi Scott um, was in uh, Aladdin. Oh, and in Jasmine. Charlie's Angels. Oh, I heard that so was a big hit. Well, he did it a couple times, so which one? Are you sarcastic? <laughs> I think the newest one. Just a bit. All right. Cool. That's my news. What what news did you... I got nothing. I, have I some, thought you I just, said you had some news. Well, we. I have... Hold on. Well, how, how about before we before I get to my little piece of the news, I, I, I thought... No, you know what? I'll do my news first, and then I'll bring up Mandalorian. I have a question or a couple questions for you for our last... Mandalorian episode. I know you're gonna poo on it. I know you're not gonna like it, but I, 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 I watched it again. I think it's, I think it's the fourth time I've watched. What is that? Chapter eleven? Yeah, chapter eleven. Harris? Um, the Bo-Katan episode. Yeah, uh, I, I, I've watched it more than any of them, and and it just it's just one of those episodes. While I didn't give it the greatest score in the world, and I and I kind of had some. I'm not gonna say negative. I hope no one took it as negative, but I I didn't have the most overly flattering things to say about certain segments of it. I really enjoyed the episode. So I watched it a couple times after we did the podcast, and I picked up on a couple more things that I'd I'd like to share with you. But before we get to that, Star Wars, how and why Han Solo's dice disappear in The Last Jedi. 
Maybe we talked about that. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we didn't care at all. Han Solo's dice mysteriously disappear at the end of Star Wars The Last Jedi. If you remember, Luke handed them to Leia. Luke, I should say, not Luke, because he was sitting on a rock. Luke's force projection of himself, powerful, powerful, uh... Uh, uh, mani- manifestation of the Force. They're a power. Force projection. Correct. The last day. Here's how Luke Skywalker manifested them, the dice, and why they vanished. During the final moments of Star Wars The Last Jedi, Han Solo's dice appear and disappear from the Resistance base on Crate. Though it's never fully explained how or why they vanished to begin with, in an effort to protect the Resistance from the First Order, Luke Skywalker force projects himself onto Crate to stand against Kylo Ren. Before he duels with his nephew, Luke reunites with Leia in the base, where she and the surviving fighters are stationed. There he gives her Han Solo's pair of gold dice. Basically, I just said all of that, but not as... Uh, extravagantly. While Han's dice have a storied past in Star Wars lore, which I don't really know too much about that, the ability the ability to force project across space is a relatively new addition to the films, which we've talked about. It existed in now non-canon Star Wars legend stories as a Jedi mind trick called Doppelganger or Simul, Simul Futurus, I'm guessing. That's, again, non-canon. Sounds like Harry um, Potter. Yeah, the Jedi creates a second version of themselves that they can manifest to interact verbally and physically with other people and droids. In this way, the Jedi can manipulate others' impression of their second self. This explains how Luke projects a more youthful image of himself to Leia and C-3PO and creates a dice illusion that feels real and can be handled by multiple people. This ability requires intense concentration, effort, and control on behalf of the Jedi, so Luke can physically touch Leia while remaining impervious to blaster bolts from the First Order and Kylo's lightsaber. After Kylo Ren's unsuccessful battle with Luke, he and his troops storm the newly abandoned base and find the dice. It's interesting to note that while Luke ends his body's projection and becomes home with the Force, the projection of the dice remains long enough for Kylo to pick them up and feel their impact. Han's gold dice don't vanish right away. We saw that in in Kylo's hand. They don't vanish right away because Luke is still exerting the rest of his energy to project them. Even as he dies to merge with the Force, this is his last chance to connect with Kylo and bring him back to the light by showing him tangible evidence of his father. The dice projection vanishes because Luke is no longer there to manifest them. Yeah, I like that. I, I like, like that, that too. Good. I wasn't su- super in, enthralled with the first three quarters of it, but that, uh, I mean, we both like Luke, and we both didn't overly love his part in the sequel trilogy, but that adds just a minuscule layer of his power and good guy Luke that we that we like. So, uh, on to my, a couple of my questions, if you don't mind. Din Djarin and Bo-Katan, what do you think? What do you think? What about him? Bonk chicka wow wow. No. Are they gonna are they gonna be No, he's gonna go back to the farm girl. No, he's not. Yeah, She's he done. She's no. done though, man. Back there. No, because you, you said the same it's thing peaceful. about it's peaceful. Do you really think he wants peace? Yes. He's so diehard into this Mandalorian culture. He's gonna give it up. Nah. He needs to get with Bo Katan. That's not gonna happen. She literally says... That's not what she... She says, she says, if you ever... 
ever. <laughs> she didn't say it like that. Big Daddy. <laughs> no, not really. She says, if you, if you ever change your mind, come join me. Yeah. You were so brave. No, but yeah. You're, she means you it will as, be remembered. She means it as we could use another, another and then, strong person and then like the, the The wrestler chick in the background was like, bonk chicka wow wow. The family you remember that? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, um, anyway, I just thought that was interesting because they're both Mandalorian. She made that statement at the beginning that her line ends with her. Like, she's the last of her um, her line of, of uh, creases, I think is what her Bo-Katan crease. Mando and Bo-Katan was once a part of Death Wash. I think that's a good connection there. Okay. I, think it's a good, I think that's a good connection. And I don't think it's a connection you should just immediately poo all over. At least let's give it a little time and then poo over it. I right? didn't. I didn't see that the way she said that. The way the way you're seeing it. Okay. I didn't read into it that way. All right. Well, that's fine. Um. I think. I think it's you know coming from a place of from you, you're exuding your <laughs> <laughs> your desperate desire for affection and attention. It could be. I've never received it from you. <laughs> Which is probably why <laughs> sitting across this table from you, I always feel yeah. very alone. Well, that's a good thing. Another thing about Argy Mando <laughs> that I noticed, and during that initial battle on the ship, is, and I'm sure other people noticed this, but I, I noticed this on my, I think it was my third or fourth watching after we did the podcast. Argy Mando Dinjarin really was kind of like. Second heel to those other three Mandalorians. No, you and I talked about that on the cell phone. We didn't talk about that in the podcast. I thought we did. We did not. Okay. Thoughts on that? Did you notice it? Did you think it was interesting? Normally, we see him no, leading I the entire way. Well, normally he's he's on his own. Well, even in the prisoner no, episode, degree, he, but but I mean, I mean, let's 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 be honest. He's he's surrounded by three other Mandalorians fighting machines. Yeah. Which again, I just thought that was a I thought that was a different a part we didn't we didn't yeah. get to in the last chapter. Or and those the last those three podcast. are used to fighting together. They that's have true. they clearly have a style. There you go. See, that's what, that's what I'm looking for, Brian. Way to way to way to bring something to the table. Good job. Chapter thirteen, the next episode, gonna be the longest episode, I believe, to date. That's my news. That's it. That's all I got. Next week, well Yeah, the one that's we're, gonna we're be recording released this, this coming on, uh, Friday. November twenty fourth. Right. So we're gonna discuss chapter twelve. Chapter 13, which will be discussed this coming Friday, according to rumors, is the longest episode to date. Today, I heard it was 45 minutes, right? That's what I heard. Oh, really? That's what I thought I heard. Well, if that's runtime, then yeah. If it's 37 minutes and then 8 minutes of credits, I hope my math is right, then it won't be. But it'll be up there. We jumping into Siege? Let her rip, tighter chip. The Siege, Chapter 12. Season 2, Episode 4, directed by... Grief Karga. Chubbs. Carl Weathers. Hey, slow crap for uh, Carl Weathers. No slow clap. Yeah. Hardcore clap. I thought he did a, a great job in... In his, in his directorial debut. Well, for Star Wars. Anyway. Yeah, for Star Wars. I mean, we, is he uh, other stuff? I'm sure he has. We, um, you know, we kind of ended the podcast with, with some concern for him because Chapter 11 was so good and we were like, man... He's got to follow a great episode. This is the fourth in season two. Uh, season one, uh, the fourth episode was not very good. And so if you remember, we were kind of wondering right. how he was going to do it. And he, yeah. 
he delivered. It was. It was a good episode. Because for me, the way a lot of the scenes were shot and the action, and I mean, it was it was it well was put really together. Really well done. It was really well put Attention together. To detail. Yeah. Except for when they had the one guy sticking out. Did you hear about that? I, I didn't see it. I knew about it. My from, first from time I watched it, I didn't yeah. see it. Before my second time, I saw the memes and stuff, which yeah. were pretty funny. Watch that. Yeah. Um, and I still didn't notice it on my second time. But I was also like, I mean, there's some pretty engaging moments in this yeah. episode. Which I like, want to say that's it. that's the editor's fault. But that's uh, Jeff Semenek's fault. <laughs> got him. <laughs> I got, got him. So, Be gone anyway, with you, Jeff. Written by John Favreau, produced by John Favreau. All right. So, um, our well, actors. Well, before we get into it, can I say a couple things? Yeah. And maybe you're going to get into it. I think we were kind of right. We were kind of right. We said this episode was not going to give us Ahsoka. Well, yeah, because we knew that Filoni We knew that it was going to be another, you know, we're not going to say filler because we got a lot of good stuff in this episode, Baby Yoda, Mando related, uh, but this did not necessarily move the story uh, forward. Yeah, it did move the story. What are you talking about? It moved about? the old school story forward. It didn't move the new story as far as getting Baby Yoda. But it to, answered questions from it season did. 1. It did. Which is your yeah. big thing. Which My is big, big thing now is We're getting we're getting somewhere. We're doing yeah. some things. All right. So, uh Cara Dune, Gina Carano, we support 100% was in there. And then uh we had Grief Karga. <laughs> only one we support. Cara Weathers. Uh agree the, with us. Our Mithril returned. Yeah, Horatio, Horatio Sands. Sands. Dr. Perishing returned. Yep. And then we did get Moff Gideon again. Right. Giancarlo Esposito, uh, briefly. Yeah. Briefly. Well, not as brief as the previous episode. I don't feel like. And it was 37 minutes. Yeah, a little bit longer than the last one. Yeah. Not, I don't think it's quite as long as the first two, but maybe. All right, so, you know, let's just kind of, we're going to kind of roll through it here. What did you think about the beginning with Baby Yoda Fixing the uh, razor crest. I, you you know, go first. You go first. You be the bad guy for a change. Uh, I thought it was a little cheesy because uh, in what world do you think the baby is going to be able to do this? It's a baby. And so I will say at least they said, you know, he they have him saying, well, it was worth a shot. Right, right. You know? Yeah, that, that kind of saved it for a bit. Um, but, I mean... If, Okay, so let's say he knew blue from red. What was he exactly going to do with that? Well, you had to put anyway. the red where the blue was. And Got put it. The blue Got it. I'm a 36-year-old red... man. I'm slightly <laughs> smaller than a 50-year-old. That's of Yoda Theoretically, species, it would have it would have helped with whatever issue yeah. they were having. And again, like you said, they. I thought it was decent, decent comet comedy because like that's where he could fit and they yeah. just worth a shot like you said it's a baby yoda moment it was kind of funny it goes back to that baby yoda being a baby yeah. that i kind of like sure. to see and they really dug into that there with the whole no the blue and the yeah. red and don't connect them you'll get a shock yeah. and then he got shocked and kind of fried remind me second. of ghostbusters a little bit don't cross the streams some people are making a thing of you know star wars people we we like Think everything means something. Yeah, so not all Star Wars. People. Some people are thinking the red. Think about the red wire and the blue wire. Red, red for dark, oh blue for gosh, light. Some of these guys. <laughs> and that, and that the you know he couldn't tell the difference between the two. He's a gray Jedi. <laughs> <gasps> I'm just saying. I'm just saying some things that people are talking about. I don't think it meant anything. 
it is kind of funny that they use those colored options. It could have been literally any colors, and they did choose red and blue. But that's always – isn't that always the color? Maybe it's red and black. For wires in Star Wars, I don't know. For wires um, in general in film, it's always red and something. Well, there's green. There's black. There's. Let's keep going. <laughs> Let's go through all the colors. Ready, listeners? Here we go. Turquoise. Right, so, and then, uh, you know, we did have another interesting moment, you know, after he gets shocked. Um, we see them eating, and he didn't take his helmet off. He did. But he also says, right before that, he says, there's no way we're going to make it to Corvus in this ship. And I thought that was, uh, I, I just, it, it kind of gave us a little bit of, um, uh, Confidence, I guess, in what we talked about the last episode, because, like we said, we we didn't think we were going to get to Ahsoka in this episode. Right off the bat, he's saying, the ship's not going to make it. There's no way we're going to get to Corvus. And then you're yeah. right. He's lifting back his helmet, drinking It's just the, interesting he won't take it off in front of Baby Yoda. Yeah, but, okay, you're right. But we've seen him not, we've, we haven't even seen him do what he did this time. He was sitting right next to him. Pulling it back yeah. and drinking, and we've never seen that. We've never seen him do anything like that. We've never seen him even remotely touch yeah. it. And, and it was interesting it to see Baby Yoda, like if you right? like look up. Yeah, anywhere, and that's you know. what Baby that's Baby Yoda to me saying, I've never even seen him do this. Or so I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm paying wanna, attention to what's going on right see what now. It looks this like. is interesting. Yeah, but do you think that? Because of his conversations that he's had in the previous episode with Bo-Katan and her kind of somewhat um, not being overly affectionate to the Death Watch and and kind of um, crapping in a way on that group of Mandalorians, do you think he might be kind of starting to realize, he might be kind of starting to... Um, move from that hardcore stance. No, because he didn't take his helmet off. No, but he lifted it up enough to well, drink something. Well, how's he going to drink something? I mean, all but, that. But, my point like is, it's the next episode, and we never, we've never, we never seen him do that. It's the we next him, episode. We saw him take his helmet off on the farm in season yeah, one. Yeah, it's because Baby Yoda was 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 100 yards away. <laughs> she, he, he was on the <laughs> entire end of the field. He did it right in front of the window. All right. I think I, think I make a, a valid point. All right, well... Um, all right, so then, uh, you know, we get to Navarro. Ship is a wreck. You see everything flipping and flopping. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, the cargo bay door would not come down. Would not. Um, but uh, <clears throat> we see him land, meet Carga uh, and Cara Dune. Right. Grief is very happy to see happy the Happy to child. see him. Marshall Cara Dune. Yeah, which I thought was cool. I like that. I did. It makes sense for her character, in my opinion. Are you going to get to the... Uh... Her um, being a marshal scene. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, I'll let you do it. Right. Um, yeah, so I guess we got that part first, right? They we did, did show yeah. uh, Back on Navarro, they're in the uh, the Coven. Is that where they're at? Yeah, that's what, yeah, because they had the Mandalorian. Oh, you're uh, right, you're right, you're right. I noticed that <clears> and put it together. Bounty yep. Hunter sign. That's where it. the Aqualish yeah. were. Aqualish. And then, uh, so who's the Aqualish that we all know and love? I knew you were going to ask me, so I couldn't remember quietly, and I wrote it down. Panda Baba. Yeah, so it's the one that got into the altercation with Skywalker, Luke, and Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. and uh, A New Hope. And then Hope. we see him again in... Uh, Solo. No, no Rogue in, One. Uh, Rogue One, yep. yeah. So, A whole coven full of Aqualish. 
Yeah, so that was cool. I don't think we've seen any of them yet in uh, Mandalorian. Uh, no, I don't believe we have. We haven't seen a whole lot of them in Star Wars. They're a very unique-looking yeah. character. They basically have a baboon's rear end for a chin. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way I know how to describe them. Um, well, um, but then they used uh, walrus man is what the they used to call. Oh them, yeah, right? yeah, so that's right. Like a walrus. Yeah, but um, I do have one interesting thing here because okay. in my research, Doctor Cornelius Ev Everett, Ev I can't read my handwriting. Do you know who that is? No. That's the that's Pontababa's friend. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did you know that the reason he looks that way is from like. Um, he was basically like a, a, a plastic surgeon. And did you also know, and again, this is from Star Wars Wikipedia, that he was the personal doctor of Tr- Dryden Voss. No, I did not know Did that. You, know, you know who Dryden Voss is? Yes, I know Dryden Yeah, Voss okay. Is. So yeah. I thought that was cool because I was I was looking up some stuff about no, I didn't know Baba, and then I just happened to read a little bit about Dr. Cornelius, <laughs> and he was the personal doctor of Dryden Voss. So look, I thought when she came in like that and took out the um, that Oculus game, that's the best thing I have to bring to the table. <laughs> it was it was pretty cool. One thing I noticed in that though was the uh, the blaster fire was pretty good on that because you actually saw it hit them and kind of burst and even like catch a little bit of a flame. I thought See, that was new. Like I don't remember no, seeing. No, I feel that, like I saw I that, that in the last episode with the Mandalorian. I noticed it in this one. Yeah, pretty, I noticed well. it with the male Mandalorian guy. He was like, I feel like he was shooting yeah. something from his wrist in like a couple different scenarios right after they got Din Djarin out of the net or, or, or out of the water thing. Yeah. And you could see that kind of blast and flame and fizzle. Pretty good, on though. The like enemy's I, chest. You know, I think that was missing in, in a I, lot I feel of like other Star Wars. I feel like we've seen that a little bit in Star Wars. Well, I, don't know. I think it's done better now. Anyway. No sense Didn't of Didn't we see it that. with Greedo? Like, then you had the whole meerkat thing. Greedo kind of like burn and fizzle? Yeah, the meerkat. Um, don't answer my question. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, the meerkat that, I don't know, was a new thing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, then you get then you get to see the Razor Crest and how bad off it is and then the meeting. I thought it was more of a the, uh, thing. We saw those before in Mandalorian um, near the lava. Oh, borrow okay. those cats. And actually, if you watch at the end of that episode of the end of uh, chapter 12, you know, they always show the concept art <clears throat> when that Oculus is messing with that thing. It and the concept art, it shows it like shooting a fireball out of its mouth is what it looked like. Yeah. So they didn't do that, obviously, oh, yeah. in, in the episode. But um, yeah, that would have been a good time for it to shoot its fireball or that yeah. Oculus had to run its uh, um, hand around its throat. So anyway, but then we got the uh, the the spy, and I can't remember what the name of that race is. Um, it starts uh, with an N, and they didn't give the character's name. But anyway, the the but are you going to get to it, or are we going to talk about it now? That that possible connection there, or am I am I throwing you for a? Loop it's not. Here? It's not. It's not. Ochi, whatever okay. his name is. I didn't notice it at first, but at the end. At the very end, when they did when they do the hologram, well, because the hologram looks a little, yeah, a little harsher. I was like, oh, but now I Ochi. saw that. Some people were thinking that was uh, was it, is his name Ochi? Ochi is in Ochi Rise of Skywalker. from uh, Rise of Skywalker. That's the one that killed Ray's parents, and that was working for Palpatine. It's not. If you do like a side by side, and and plus the timing doesn't line up. It's not him. Well, um, hold, Ochi is in Rise of Skywalker. It's not him okay, though. It's fine, two fine, different. Fine, fine. It's two different species. Oh, this species is actually in. Um, it's actually in Squadrons, the new game. 
um, one of the one of the uh. pilots is one of their race, and then um, oh, it's somewhere else, and I can't remember. But um, but anyway, I knew right away. I mean, obviously, you knew right away something was up. The way the way it looked back at them um, as it approached the ship to do the repairs, right? You knew he was up to something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they didn't okay. make it too. They didn't make it overly. Um, not obvious, I guess I should say, that, that this guy wasn't up to something. Of course, you know, and, and that immediately that started to make me think, well, crap, is, is Grief Karga, at least on my first time watching it, is, is Grief Karga not a great guy? All right, let's 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 move this thing along. So they um they go, what, what was that? Was, was that the guild that they walked into that was the school now? Yeah, no, like, no, 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 that wasn't the... Oh, where the bounty hunters all were at that yeah. same time? Yes, okay. that's what was going on there. I, I thought yeah. it was, but it looked totally I, I guess it was, but, which is yeah, for to. some reason I was thinking that was the guild. I was thinking it was more like the cantina area, but I guess, yeah, all the bounty hunters were hanging out there, yeah. so it was. Which the, is the kind of cantina. The guild area. But how, yeah. um, what'd you think of that scene? I mean, that was kind of a cool scene with the droid. Um, I thought it was cool where that he, you know, the droid, well, I guess it was a she. Right. Was. Um, the protocol droid. Going over the hyperspace. Lanes yeah, and and I mean that, that part stuff. of it was cool. I mean, he even talked about where the New Republic was, as far as the capital yep. that it used to be on Coruscant. Yeah, now and now it's, now it's on, on Chandrilla, Chandrilla, which is the home planet of. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. I don't know. Oh crap! Now I can't think of her name. Um, but I know it's the new capital. Yeah, it's it's the come on the redheaded, short-haired chick. What's her name? Mon Mothma. Oh, that was oh, rough. Okay. That's Shandrilla is her home planet, which is why the capital is there because she's like, you know, yeah. heading this. But thing it's kind of cool. Like in the background, you hear hear all that and, and connecting some dots and doing some world building and and making some connections. I like that. I thought that was cool. Oh, and I it, thought that was great. And it's yeah, cool to see kids like the and... kids learning that stuff too. Yeah. Also, on your way in, I didn't notice it. I had to see it later, but. Did you know there was a statue of IG Eleven yep. as a? Yeah, I didn't notice it. I, I I did not notice it. Yeah. I, I saw it again on like so because yeah, obviously he sacrificed himself for the town. But I th- we missed something. We missed something I thought was really cool, at least enough for me to write down in my notes. And I think this was on their way to the you know the the former um, bounty hunter guild you know building. Is Grieve Karga tells Mando something about him running into the New Republic? And, you know, that's why that's how his ship got damaged. And he says they should leave the Outer Rim alone. The Empire couldn't run the Outer Rim. Right. What makes them think that the New Republic is going to do that? And that all kind of ties back into a little bit of what we're going to hear later in the episode. And, and also a little bit of what is coming to the future. You know, um, as far as this whole Outer Rim area... These different areas in this galaxy are worth paying attention to. And the Outer Rim is one that no one has been able to get control of fully. Yeah, so what did you think when they went to see, um, you know, obviously they say, hey, let's leave the baby here. He stays in the school, Baby Yoda. Uh, But then they they went off to discuss. Well, what did you think when um, when even Mando, our guy Mando, was kind of like, no, 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 where he he goes, I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, So it was good. Um, but no, but then they, they went to the, uh, other room to, um, discuss what they needed help with, but we meet the Mithral again. I thought that was funny when he, uh, when he did that exhaust of the yeah, fumes thing. Yeah. yeah that was um, neat. so that was, that was funny, but, uh, I actually, you know, he was, he, he was more enjoyable, I think in this episode. I found him enjoyable on the last I one. Really I, like you know, yeah. I guess it was different. I guess now I was kind of used to him. 
Okay, could but, be. Um, but anyway, so you get a lot more of them in this one. That's for sure. So you find out Navarro is is you know has been basically turned around. Everything's great there. Everything's green, but we have this one red spot. This is where an imperial base is. We think there's a lot of weapons there, and that's just going to just bring people who we don't want here. Um, I like that that grief said. You know, if we can get rid of this imperial base. We can make this kind of a hub, right. a trading hub for the for the you know galaxy or wherever they're right. at in the galaxy. The outer, yeah, room. which is would kind of lead yeah. you back somewhat again to Phantom Menace yeah. and that whole trade route. But it's thing kind of cool that he Federation. wants to like you know he's the magistrate now and he wants to you know that was like I want to make this better for everybody. Yeah, you saw extreme growth from Grief Karga yeah. and from Cara Dune in this episode and what they're trying to do. I yeah, mean, Cara so Dune they, has cleaned up the whole planet and Grief Karga is really doing all this. You know, big picture type stuff to make uh, make Navarro a, a planet that can help out the entire galaxy. Yeah, so they want to they want to get rid of this so that uh, guys don't come to steal the weapons to put on the black market, right? And so on right. And so forth. What? Um. But you know, we get that scene with uh, Baby Yoda in the school and trying to get the macaroons from yeah, the kid. Which is, that's the one thing we got a little bit wrong, or we talked about last episode. As we said, we've never seen him use the Force for anything other than yeah, protecting people. About that. Other than yeah, protecting yeah, he people. Used for himself. Yeah, he, he used it for himself and for a snack. Not yeah. even to protect himself. Just yeah. for a snack, which was What'd you which think different. That? Did you think it was fun? I thought it was funny. I thought, I thought, it, was it, was funny. I did, funny. I thought it was low-key funny, and um, I wasn't, you know, I was gonna, I'm going to say It's kind like, of funny to see the kid look back and like, what? You know, like, yeah, you, I'm, I'm not, you know. I'm, maybe it's because of Phantom Menace. It's like the eighth time I've mentioned Phantom Menace, but maybe it's because of that. Anytime younger like 10 and under kids get in star wars i start to get a little bit hesitant so seeing that whole school yeah you're right but. all right so we get to the base um you know there's this whole thing about the mithril working off his uh working off his debt his yeah debt with 300 because he stole something years yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but uh they get there this, well, the oh the carbonite thing. Remember, he's um, yeah. oh yeah, he does yeah. It. Mando says something about like I can always put him back in carbonite yeah. if he tries to escape again. He says he still has trouble seeing out of his left eye. He's yeah. still blind in his yeah. left eye. Right. And that, of course, that's a callback to Return Han, of the Jedi. Yeah, yep. when uh, <clears throat> when Han comes out of the carbonite and he can't see. Um, but they get to the the Imperial base and there's more stormtroopers than they thought. It was supposed to be a skeleton crew. So, but yeah, Mando blasts off, and he's you know, and he just basically says, "Hold on for a second, and he uses jetpack and and goes straight up to the top to get in that way. Yeah, and then we see you know, obviously he's fighting stormtroopers up there. He throws one down. Yeah, uh, they do get in the elevator. They come up. Um, well, Mithril has Mithril has like a point there where he's like, "No, I'm, I'm just gonna stay out here with my with my with my speeder. You guys go in. I'll yeah. like guard the door." And basically, Cardoon like tells him like, "Yeah, if you want to stay out here and deal with the lava, then that's fine. Or you can come with us." So, you know, the Mithril kind of joins grief and Cardoon at that point in walking through the door. And I can't remember if they lead up uh, meet up with our guy Mando there or not, but no, they do right up there. But then, so let's just jump to it. They get to the point where they got to shut the uh, reactor down or whatever to to induce the lava to get out of control. Um, and that's the point where he gives grief. I think gives him at some point. I don't know yeah. when he gives him that little round cylinder. Yeah, they, and, they take somebody down, and it's like a pin type yeah. look type thing. But did you which know is, that was on yes. in um, in, a in a New, New Hope. Hope? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Grandma Tar- Tarkin. Tarkin has those in his uh, pocket. Yeah, so that's kind of cool that they yeah. reused. Yeah, they're just reusing like a ton of stuff, even if but, it's um, not 
And that was a funny comment by the Mithril when he goes to get on the tower that, you know, there's no, there's no guardrails, you know, Mm -hmm. so, um, because obviously in Star Wars it doesn't exist and that's something that everybody always talks about and he just calls out the obvious, so. Yeah, the Mithril has some great, great moments, Um, Um, great comedic moments in this. But so we see, and we're just going to fly through the rest of Well, yeah, we are, but but there was one thing, did you notice that they called out to a stormtrooper and they called him TK-147? No. You didn't notice that? I picked up on that. And you know what the, 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 and again, this is not, I don't remember hearing other stormtroopers called TK and then a three digit number. TK 147 is what they called out in this episode of Star Wars. Um, and A New Hope, they say TK 421, did you leave your post? And that's in A New Hope when the Millennium Falcon lands. They say the whole TK four two seven TK four two or TK one four seven TK four two one thing. So I thought that was cool because I've never heard him do the whole TK thing. Well, wasn't isn't Finn isn't his no F1, no, T, no Finn is F one three yeah. eight or something like that. Yeah, so that was back to a TK thing, and I've never heard him do that before. Plus with the three numbers. So as soon as I heard it, TK-147, I was like, man, that sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. And I had to research it, and that's what it's from. It's TK-421, Did You Leave Your Post, from A New Hope. Just a little nugget. Throw it away. Okay. Sorry. But anyways, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of running around and shooting incurs through the rest of this part. Yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't overly care for the um, – choreography part of it i mean it was some decent yeah, action it was fine. i thought it was all right i thought it was, it was okay it was okay right. i didn't think it was the most well done thing once they got to the actual yeah so they get to the one point where the two doctors or whatever they're wearing the same insignia that the dr perishing wears and so they know something's up there to say we got to destroy this we got to get rid of it and um you know they shoot the panel and then, um, man, it know. took them a long time to take those two guys down. <laughs> but they did I mean, take them down. It, there was four of them there, and it took them a long time to shoot those two guys down. Yeah, they did take them down, though. And, That's right. um, uh, you know, we come to find out, well, you know, my, uh, Dr. Perishing, a hologram comes up mm-hmm. and begins to discuss. Um, baby Yoda basically right and that what do they what do they need to just distract or extract from him he says the M count yes are so gonna, midichlorians yeah are we, are we not gonna play our no nah, we're running a little yeah. long I mean it's 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 we, it's what we talked about a many many episodes ago um, in chapter three when we saw um, Din Djarin use the pulse rifle to um see through the wall with the heat vision and then also use like the the sound thing to hear them they talk about extracting the uh, i forget what term they use material. but material yeah extracting material very material. good well maybe that's what the m count is material count no it's medical <laughs> <laughs> so talking about extracting the material yeah. and uh then they reference back to that now and i believe that dr pershing literally says the child um and it, they're at this point they've run out of the material they extracted what they could. He could. Well, they so they've used anymore. it on test subjects, and it's 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 failed basically. And so you see the test tubes, basically, we'll call them big, big test tubes. So well, the Snoke's in a jar, and that's the big reveal, right? Is that you that's know not Snoke? I understand that, but is this the beginnings of of Snoke? Could be. Is this is this linked to Palpatine? So that would is make this, yeah, which which makes sense, which. So what what they're doing in the Mandalorian here is they're fixing the sequel trilogy. 
I don't say they're fixing, but they're 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 tying into some of that, which Somewhat. I think is fine. Which yeah. I think is fine. Yeah, I think this is the very beginning stages of a failed technology oh. that Palpatine picks up the pieces and runs with. Let me read this to you, okay? Go ahead. So this is about this is about the whole Snoke thing and this episode. So, uh, this week on Mandalorian, Din Djarin and his friends discovered the Imperial Lab in Navarro that's performing experiments linked to the child's blood. They came across some tanks containing a fume deformed bodies as well as a hologram of Dr. Perishing. Um, this sheds light on why Moff Gideon needs the child, but they also could be connected to Snoke. Uh, Snoke's origins are never fully explained in the films, but according to Star Wars book, uh, the Star Wars book, Snoke was a strand cast of an uh, artificial organism created by the resurrected Emperor Palpatine to serve as his proxy. Uh-huh. It is unclear whether or not Snoke knew about his background as a strand cast or that Palpatine was influencing his actions from afar. Um, although he was technically created by Palpatine's followers, the Sith Eternal, Dr. Perishing's experiments could be the key to Snoke's origins. So in the expanded edition of The Rise of Skywalker... Uh, the novel, it was explained that Ray's father, and you've talked about this, I think. I've talked about this whole thing. Ray's father was actually a modified clone of Palpatine. Right. Or a strand cast, created by the Sith Eternal. Even though Palpatine was able to cheat death by transferring his essence into a clone of his original body, the body was too weak to contain him. So the Sith Eternal sought to make a better vessel for their leader. They managed to create a healthy body in creating Ray's father, but since the clone did not inherit Palpatine's force sensitivity, he was deemed an unsuitable vessel. The Sith Eternal later created Snoke. And while he didn't become Palpatine's new vessel, he was very strong with the force. So how did they remedy the problem? As previously stated, the Mandalorian finds a tank filled with deformed humanoid bodies. While one can't say for sure they are one and the same, the bodies do share some similarities with Snoke. His pale skin, the lack of hair, and what could be a scar on the head. Furthermore, uh, the music that plays under the scene is reminiscent of Snoke's theme from The Force Awakens. I feel like anything that's in a jar is going to have finish? hair and Can pale I finish? skin. So, you know. But the music also. Okay. In turn, Snoke's theme was noted for its similarities to the track of Palpatine's teachings from Revenge of the Stith, uh, Sith, which underscores a scene when Palpatine tells Anakin about Darth Plagueis. Despite the lack of Sith Lords in the Mandalorian, the music is connected to the dark side. It would be surprising if the experiments didn't tie into Snoke or Palpatine's plot as well. I think it does. It makes sense. You don't think so? Well, then, of course, it has to be. Come I don't on. Think it's Snoke. I don't think it's Snoke. I'm not, it, saying, it I'm not ha- saying it is Snoke in, in the jars. jars. No, yeah. that's not what I'm saying. I I'm still, saying I this is like part this of it. I feel like this technology is is before. They I feel like this is the beginning stages of what's to come, right? So it's like playing A1 and playing like C They play four. his theme music, Snoke's theme uh, music. I didn't even pick up on that. Uh, did you pick up on it? Yes. The music? Yes. Or did you need someone to tell you that it was there? <laughs> Doesn't matter. It was yeah. there. All right? All right. So did you notice the, stip that, uh, the ship that uh, Cara Dune steals? It's the same one when she walked in there and the Mithril room was like, man, we need to get that shit. Yeah, that would be no worth a lot d- of money. <laughs> Are you kidding? What do you mean did that I noticed? 
We didn't talk. We didn't talk about it. The drop over from the scout troopers giving chase. Of course, it was the same one. It was the only one there. The drop over from the scout troopers giving chase. What did you think about that? The what? When the scout troopers, yeah, when they dropped off yeah, the, the they thing. Went straight well, first down let's the ledge. back up. Let's back up. We're right. I think we, we're right where no, we need to be. No, when how about it was pretty cool when when Mando goes to leave and he jumps up. You know, he, he oh, does yeah, the, uh, right. the jetpack yep. through the <clears throat> where all the lava is. It was a cool yeah. shot. It was a really cool shot. Yeah, a couple guys to get a couple shots and, on him. And he, yeah, as soon he, as he he comes up over that cliff, he takes the two out right like away immediately. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah, that was a good shot. And, and he's using the jetpack, obviously, to get back to Baby Yoda quickly right. because, because they realize why? because why because they realize why? that uh, Moff Gideon, Gideon is still, is still alive. looking for him. Yeah, yeah, he is alive. Yeah, it's confirmed and he's for alive. Him three days ago, the Doctor Pershing said, "We got to get to the child. He's the one that has yes. the MK. They need more that's get blood. This they ran out of going. blood, and they need more blood. Yep. Um, but they also said there, there, uh, there's a specific person they need to test it on, which was interesting. They didn't oh, hit on who that was. Yeah. Um, but they didn't say who it was or anything. Oh, um, but yeah, no, it was a cool scene when the when the scout riders uh, rode off the the Flip. imperial base. Yeah, yeah and then uh, as they're going through the rocks, two of them mm-hmm. wipe each other out. That was kind of cool. But that whole that whole sequence that was whole, done really well. Um, drive battle sequence was great. There was a lo- there was there was more CGI in that part of it yeah. than I feel like I've seen in the in, in any of the Mandalorian really. But it was great. Yeah, it, it was, was cool great. to see the Tie Fighters take off yeah. as the as the base is exploding. Um, well, before that, I liked. I really liked the fact that. Well, I mean, you might be right. Um, I really, yeah, no, you're right. Grief Cargo was really using that his his gunner station and kind of coming up with flaws in it. Like I can't get back there. I can't get back yeah. there. Seeing the guy behind him, and finally he figured it out. Yeah, turn around. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. That, yeah, he I was taking out the uh, the the uh, scouts, and then um, and then the the. Tie fighters come, and he when he was trying to shoot them, and he was missing terribly, mm-hmm. and he said, "You come and try this." I yeah. mean, I felt like that's how I would have been yeah. if you ever seen me play video games. That's same thing. I yeah. I wouldn't been able to hit any of them. Well, it's funny that that this is how many years after A New Hope, and they really haven't developed a better technology than that whole kind of like movement gunner type situation, you know? Yeah. So so um. Well, we get back to Navarro. And we start to have the conversation. The no, uh, no, no, dude, you're missing a big part. Am I? Yes. Oh, go ahead. How do they get out of the Tie Fighter situation, Jacob? Oh yeah, that's right. Our guy Mando, <laughs> our guy Mando comes and saves the day. Yeah. So kind of a, I mean, a very quick repair job. A little bit. <laughs> they <laughs> Which, just left this morning, and that's what most of the people are saying. Like, how do you get to fix so quick? But you know, it is what it is. But. Um, <clears throat> But that was a pretty cool scene, you know, how that, that whole plays out. You know, he comes and saves the day. But just, it was shot very well as far as, you know, the flying that he does. I like when he, you know, he shuts the engine off and he flies, flies back down. Uh, but then you get the barrel rolls and what is a Baby Yoda doing? He's, uh... I'm... Hands up like a roller coaster, oh, yeah, that's right? right. Yeah. So that's probably our newest meme that we'll get of Baby Yoda. Um, Better him throwing up Well, the, then, uh, and then we get the, the throw up. Yeah. Uh, so so pretty good, and then you know the Razor Crest obviously takes well, you know, off. We we haven't we've seen the Razor Crest in, in some space battles, and we've seen them in this season, but not like that up close and that like in atmosphere, you know, um, and that outnumbered. Like this is a this is the big Razor Crest, and it's I mean he he did some pretty impressive uh 
maneuvering flying in this in this episode to take down those tie fighters. He's a good pilot. He he's is a really good pilot. Um, and there was I, a again, great shot that well. I liked where uh, Grief Karga is like looking through a telescope, but it's you know he, it's up in the sky, and the way you can kind of see the Razor Crest. With the TIE Fighters, it's it's from his point of view through the scope, and it's so far away. I thought that was really cool because you've it just was so small. On the screen, it was so small, just kind of watching them zip through the sky. I thought that was a great shot. Yeah. So um, so he leaves. He's, he's off on his uh, his mission. Uh, we go back to Navarro. Then you have, um, you have Captain Carson Tava. Blue. What's his name? Blue. So he um, he's investigating because if – if you look, when the Mithril was in the beginning of the episode, he was talking about how the Razor Crest is there. It doesn't have a name or any of that. And that's kind of why he's coming to investigate. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, and then you get – Karga tells him – he calls him a police officer. Remember he said – He says officer. Yeah. I thought he actually used the word police. I don't believe so. I think he just says officer. But anyways, this kind of goes back to like what we are talking about, I think, at one point where he said these guys the, – like the New Republic is kind of like – the police force Mm. so to speak it really is i think they're trying to and he says this they're trying to hunt down remnants of the empire that's what they're doing they don't care what's going on on navarro yeah but when you think about when they so to speak pulled mando over you know in episode 11 i think it was they just they said i just want to we just got to make sure you're not part of the empire yeah so um but uh you know he's trying to figure out what's going on i can't remember grief's Grief tells him, um, but he does go out and he talks to uh, Cardoon, mm-hmm. and uh, he knows who she is. Well, Grief, Grief is kind of dishonest with him at that point because I can't remember exactly what he says because he, the Mithril looks at him, and Grief Cargo's like, "What? What did, what did you expect me to tell him? Oh, that's what it was." He Grief Cargo was telling him like, "None of this ever happened. I don't know anything about a Razor Crest. I don't know what you're talking about." You know, because he, Grief Karga, doesn't want any involvement from the Republic, the New right. Republic, on um, the planet. Um, but, uh, so Tava, though, he knows who, who uh, Cara Dune is. Yeah, he does. And, um, you know, it's trying to kind of convince her to come back and help them uh, find the remnants of the Empire. But he does say something is brewing and we need to put a stop to it. Yeah. He's just saying there's something going on out here and I don't know what it all, what it is. And so that kind of points to, again, the new sequel trilogy where right. the First Order and, and them coming about. And then he, he even mentions that the core worlds, you know, are kind of like ignoring it. Right. That's, and, what, that's what I was talking about a little bit earlier. Like, yeah. And you know, that's and, obvious and as, you know, as, as in the in, uh, Force Awakens when they blow up basically six planets. Again, that nobody cared about when they right. did it, but whatever. Um, it's like, how did they never see it coming? Well, they're ignoring everything that's going on around them for some reason. Yeah. Right? Um, and so he kind of he kind of hints to that. Right. You know, something's brewing and nobody cares about yeah. it, so to speak. Interesting about that, the guy who plays him, I, I don't have the whole thing in front of me, but yeah. he, he was a guy who basically, like, started out working on, like, Star Wars stuff and, like, models and sketches and things right. like that. I don't know if I'm getting it wrong, forgive me, but this guy, the guy who plays him, I feel like he did a bang-up job as, in the actor actor role. Same thing in the uh, pre- uh, two episodes ago when he was the when you know yeah. playing the same character, obviously. Um, but he did like a complete three sixty. Like started out doing like Star Wars models and, and 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 sketches and things like that. 
got into Hollywood, got a few other roles and things, and then boom, back to Star Wars playing like this really no, cool that's character. Cool. Yeah. And so his character is from Alderaan, same right. as Kara, and so they, they had that connection. Oh, is he from Alderaan? Yeah. Um, I know he's. I know he said he was. He was with the Republic or with the Rebellion at that time. Um, during Alderaan, he says, and he asked Kara. I thought he said he was from there. Maybe he wasn't. I don't think he was. Uh, but uh, you know, he asked her, "Did you lose anyone?" And yeah, she says, "Yeah, I lost everyone." Right. Um, but and he leaves her that badge. So you, do you think she'll she'll go to fight for the Republic? Well. I don't know. I think mm. that the Disney execs, depending on well, our actresses' um, we stand comments by, uh, or lack thereof, will depend her. We stand uh, by the, Gina. Yeah, I mean, by. I like I like the character of Cora Dune. I'm not, you know, I'm not overly in love with um, the actress. I mean, she's she does a good job. I think she does fine. She's she's grown on. I think she's done better this season than she did the yeah, first time. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but the character, I like the character. Uh, especially I do now, like her. I like her as sure. a marshal, though. I, I I actually prefer not to. I like her well, you know as just like? kind of like this like, I mean, rogue yeah, this mercenary marshal kind of character. Really horrible, but it's it's really kind of cool seeing like a pretty stocky gal. You like that, don't you? No, no. Well, let me, let me finish. Like, I mean, sometimes you see, and I've said this before on the podcast, and I probably said it once for good reason. So I'm going to say it a second time now. You see these really really skinny ladies. Like 102 yeah, pounds? You like them big, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, I just think to myself, well, how can that 102-pound girl take down five 200-pound dudes? It's the force. Yeah, but she doesn't have the force, and she's tough-looking. Yeah, and the action, and it's her doing her own yeah. stunts. That initial scene with the um, the Aqualish yeah. in the um, the former you know Mando hideout area, I mean, she was, she was, she was bad hiney in that, and it, it looked pretty cool. So um, then we get to the big reveal or the big the big end. Yeah, so we we get to see Moff Gideon, and um, you know we find out obviously that 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 alien spy I can't think of what the race is planted a tracker on the Razor Crest, right. and now they're going to find him. And um, uh, but then the the big reveal, I guess, is the uh, dark appe- troopers is what they're called. Yeah, it appears that at least through. Baby Yoda or some other sources, they have developed these force-sensitive, we'll assume, assuming now, force-sensitive troopers to um, so assist me, the Empire. Uh, so Moff Gideon has a new army of mega stormtroopers. And what what everybody's thinking is they're, they're dark troopers who are from a 1994 video game called Star Wars Dark Forces. Um, but th- this is, uh, this is, um, Carl Weathers speaking, cause mm. this is an interview about his episode that he directed. Oh, okay. And he says, um, he says they're not just souped up. He says they're on Uber steroids. Let's put it that way. Um, so and there was a lot of them. There wasn't just like a couple of them. I mean, there was yeah, like, a, there there was about like a good 10 to 12 good on each side of, of yeah. the room. Um, so we're gonna see we're gonna see him face off with these some yeah. and you would think though so so that, let's think about it you know he's gonna go meet Ahsoka this right. next episode and it just makes sense now that you know Ahsoka I would have to think that Ahsoka and him are gonna have to fight these I, I can't see him taking these out on his own and and maybe we get uh, uh, Bo Katan coming back and because there's you know there's several and of and these. maybe um um Gardun. 
you know, jumping into this next chap, this next episode. Yeah, as well. I don't know. I don't. I don't see them. I don't see them coming back in this season. At least, at least getting. Uh, off I don't the know. Planet. I mean, I feel like Grief Cargus done. He's going to stay on Navarro, but we know Cara Dunes, um, like we just talked about. We know that her story is somewhat open ended, judging from the the X Wing pilot that talked to her. You know, so could be. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, this next chapter is going to be. I mean, this is what we've been waiting for, right? This is this the Dave Filoni directed episode? We already know it's going to be a longer episode than most, and uh, we know. I mean, I guess we, should, we don't know, but it's very, very likely this is the one we're going to see. Ahsoka, uh, played by Rosario Dawson. So, um, it's you know pretty exciting. All right, let's get to the score. Did you think anything about what Moff Gideon was wearing? It was a little weird. I but he, I, I. I I, I heard people kind of make a big deal out of that. Like, he was trying to, like, is he going to be, like, the, the playing Vader the role or, of the next no, Vader? No. But, and I, but I thought, like, no, that doesn't look that different. He wore something kind of similar. When he was in the... Yeah. 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 yeah I, I think in, that's in just... chapter eight of season it. one. He's in a darker room. Those lights were kind of lit up. Why he's wearing that, I don't know. By the way, last last episode, we, we tried to figure out was... Um, was Bo-Katan the first animated character we've seen? Oh, we got some help with that. Uh, Thanks, so Mr. Dave, Neffelkamp. Yeah, Dave Neffelkamp reminded us that it was actually Saul Guerrero. For sure, yeah. In Rogue One was the first animated right person on the, we've seen. In, right in on the film. tip of our nose, and we couldn't figure that one out. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. So, um, the seeds. Let's let's get to the scoring. Do you Jacob? have a scoring from the previous episodes? Are you tracking this whole thing? Yeah, so the Marshall, if we were to talk about season two. The Marshall was a minus, or was a minus. For I don't both need of the us. letter. I need the grade. Nine, nine. Uh, both me, of us. Give me my nine point zero. We both said nine point okay. zero. The passenger, frog lady. Yeah. Is eight point eight for you? Seven point nine for me. Okay. Uh, last week the heiress nine point two for you. Nine point eight for me. Now we have the siege. Are you changing your score right now? No, I'm writing it down right okay. now. All right, so what's your score? Um, I'm glad I went through that because I couldn't exactly remember where I graded the last episode. I know I liked it, but yeah. I like this one slightly more. So I said 9.4. 9.4, which is an A. I'm, I'm going to give it – you know, I feel like my scoring's off. I feel like I've been very generous. So I feel like I have been too. <laughs> I had a – I thought it was just as good as last week, so I gave it the same score, nine point eight. It it I almost wish I didn't score last week as high because I felt like the action sequences in this one were even that much better. And it really talk about you know, last uh, week I liked how they progressed the story. It really got the story moving along more for me. But see to me this one I'm got the story moving along better. It no, really I, did, yeah. So I mean, I feel I, like I, like I feel like I'm action. I'm held back by my score. I like uh, I like the action better in the previous episode, watching the Mandalorians do their thing, and 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 some of the acting in the last episode I thought was just amazing. But in this episode, I felt like it was a little bit more getting back to the roots of the story, and that's what elevated it. That M count, seeing Doctor Pershing, getting Moff Gideon. And getting back to kind of the roots of what this whole thing was and seeing what's going on um, with our guy Mando and uh, and Baby Yoda. So, and we know what's going to happen next episode. It's going to be a good one. I'm pretty much uh, 
Wrapped up. All right. Good, good job, Stalling. Thanks. So I wanted to see. So we're halfway into season two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so four more episodes. I wanted to see where we were at at this point for season one. We have. Wise. We have. We still have um, Rick Pomajawea. No, but I wanted to see score wise. Oh. Where where we ranked? Oh, it's gonna so, be so half, high. Half, it's going to be ridiculously high. Halfway through season one. After four episodes, yeah. we scored it at an eight point four. We ended oh, the season. Geez. We ended the season at an eight point eight. Okay. Yeah, we're so high. So, but keep in mind, four. You know, we had we were in the sevens on the sanctuary, so that that drug it down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So now season two, halfway. Through, I don't even want to hear this because I'm gonna I'm gonna make my score lower for next episode. Halfway through, we're at nine point one. Uh, so that's higher this, than higher than what we ended on season one with. Yeah. I, so I still, so what we're saying essentially is that season, season two, two is, better is better than season than one. one. I think I stand by it. I really do. First off, they're longer episodes. Okay. So uh, I understand. Yeah, that one that was super short, but maybe no, they are. not really. Each I haven't one been of paying them are attention. Each, I think each one of them are no, longer. No, there was one so that was I swear it was like twenty of minutes. Season two? Yeah. No, no, I don't yeah. think so. You need to go back and look at that. Season two has been longer per episode, I think, by a drastic amount. Four or five minutes in season one. Plus, season two has just given us so much more. Now, here's the thing about season two. Well, you know, it could be the fact that we're just so much more invested in these characters We're invested. Now. The world has, has been built for us a little bit better here um, as far as we're, we're further along. So, so there's a little more world development in. In this, each, at this and, point. And each so, episode has given us something. Look, yeah. chapter nine, episode one of this season, gave us the Boba Fett armor well, stuff, right? Yeah. And we saw, um, we saw uh, Tamira Morton, Tamira Morrison at the end of that, right? So that's got to elevate that one. Chapter two, I just liked, or, or, or I'm sorry, that chapter episode two of this season, chapter nine was, or chapter ten was just a great episode. It was a great episode. I, I liked it. I got got pooed on by a lot of people. The last episode was the Bo Katan episode, which you know, and you get the mention of Ahsoka, and you see Mandalorians, and you see the Empire. Oh, you know, one thing we didn't mention: the Star Destroyer oh, yeah. tip over in this chat in this episode. Like that was really cool seeing that. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just. How how old school Star Wars can you get? Yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, that's it was a awesome. callback. So you know, just uh, so we went last season, season one, eight point four, eight point two, nine point six, seven point five. Now we're at nine, eight point four, nine point five, nine point six. We had two really good back to back ones. I feel like we, I, I, I do. Um, I feel like that's accurate. The lowest so far has been uh, uh, the passenger with eight point four last season. The lowest at that point was. The sanctuary at seven point five. So yeah. So yeah, I think I think so far it's it's been better. I, I yeah, I, mean, yeah. I just without even hearing the scores, I think so far it's been better. Yeah. So but again, at the same time, like we kind of, you know, we chapter one, literally chapter one, episode one of season one. You know, we've talked about it multiple times. It was a great episode, phenomenal episode that we were just kind of getting our bearings on this whole ranking thing, and going back, we would have. I probably would have given it a little bit higher of a score, but we were just getting our bearings and didn't know where it was going. I don't know. I feel. I wonder if I'm too generous this season. I don't know. Maybe. You think so? 
Eh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Who cares? We're not there were some good this. ones last episode, too, or last season, too. Yeah, so, hey, thanks for joining us. This, this was a little bit of a, a rougher one to review. Uh, I felt like just because of so much action. Yeah, uh, it was. It was. Yeah, I mean, the whole, like, middle section of it is just action that is really tough to kind of break down. Yeah. I mean, there was some great action you <laughs> see from our guy Mando, some great action you see from Kara and from Grief Karga, and even the Mithril popping up and down, doing his, like, oh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, duck hunt type move Very there. It's, it, it, it was. It was a, it's a tough episode to break down. Hopefully we hit the high notes for you. It is a phenomenal chapter. It goes back to the it goes back to season one of Mandalorian and kind of scratches some of that itch that we've been looking to uh, looking to get scratched. I guess for for quite a few episodes. Whoa! All right. Hey, well, thanks for listening. Have a good Thanksgiving if if you haven't. Had Happy it Thanksgiving. Already. And uh, we'll see you next week for the big Ahsoka episode. Maybe not next week, but soon. Follow Star Wars Rant on Facebook and rate them on your favorite podcast player of choice. Familiar highways, line with leaves turn brown. Making my way back into my hometown. Funny how this all looks different, but it feels the same. Like how life never stops changing, but some things never change. So fill your plate and fill your drink And fill this house with family The kind of love that all these years can't wash away Cause the older that I get I see the life short and bittersweet Thank God for this Thanksgiving day Watching football, watching families grow, the old kids' table, all have kids of their own. Starting to see my grandfather in my nephew's eyes, mom still can't talk about him and I'd almost cry. So fill your plate and fill your drink and fill this house with family kind of love a thousand miles can't wash away cause the older that i get i see life short and bittersweet thank god for this thanksgiving day Put your dishes in the kitchen sink and let the leftover year just wash away. As we made it through, I do believe the longest year in history. Thank God that it's Thanksgiving Day.